Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 511 for August 17th, 2019. I'm Chris Privetier. I almost re- read what I put in the sheet, which would have said Nana Marie Privetier, but that's that's not me. I don't know who that is. Are, are you sure that's not you? I'm, I have no grandkids, so I can't be Nana Marie. But Anna, oh, okay. and you have grandkids, you can be Nana Marie. Doesn't that sound awesome? <laughs> My wife's that here. That is pretty awesome. Hi, Anna. Hi. Uh, Josh is here. Hey there. Um, Kelly's here. What if she's Nana, 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 Batman? Oh, shoot. All right, uh, upgrade Anna. Nana, 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 Batman. Matt's here. Hi, Matt. Hey there, Chris. Peter's here. Hi, Peter. Hi, Chris. Okay, show started. Go for it, Anna. So after we finished last week's podcast, we realized that we all had Fire Emblem Three Houses so many tips, tips that we hadn't <laughs> talked about last week. So I'm really sorry if you are so <laughs> sick of Fire Emblem Three Houses, we're gonna but we're going to talk about it again. Yeah. I'm not sorry. It's an amazing game. And very rarely is a game so good that every single one of us will be playing it. That's true. With one exception. <laughs> yeah, they don't count. Well, there's I, just not much else out in August. Right Matt's now. got a note on the podcast sheet that says "Not Fire Emblem Three Houses." Oh, I read that as yes. fire. Oh, that's a not Fire Emblem. That's a that's a not. Oh. There we go. Yeah. So uh, I'll what... be the break in the action here. Okay, so right. Anna, what is the point? Um, right. So my Fire Emblem Three Houses tip. Um, don't repair your weapons. Fire bust emblem them. tip of the week. So if you have like a steel sword and you grind it down to like three or four charges left, instead of repairing it, make it into a steel sword plus because that will not only up the damage and accuracy on a weapon, it will completely refill its uses. Woo. I did not know this. Thank you. For Fire the tip. emblem tip of the week. We talked about that after the stream was over. Yeah. yeah. So now um, everybody knows. Peter has yeah, a tip, know, too. And knowing is half the battle. Nee, nee, nee. Hey, I, Joe. I know. I feel like my tip's not nearly as useful. But, but it press... is because I had to teach someone how to do it. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. So for those of you like me who didn't know and were running around the campus so slow and hated it, uh, if you press the B button, you actually run through campus. There's a run I button. I don't know why I didn't think to try <laughs> before like three weeks of playing this game and i'm like oh it's so slow this game is so long when am i ever gonna beat it oh you know something (laughs) what's that i I was halfway through suikoden four before i realized that you could press a button to speed up the sailing oh gosh so all right it happens to the best of us (laughs) hopefully that helps people I, my d- d- dumbass Fire Emblem tip is that I didn't know that you could press the uh, plus and minus buttons during battle to zoom the map in and out. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've taught a couple people that one. That was another one I discovered. I was like, oh my god, it's like third person battles and it's fun. And then I was like, oh, I can't see anything. But it's still fun. Oh yeah, no, she's talking about um, in the... Or are you talking about in combat or in the... In combat. Okay, because you can also do that in the monastery. Oh, I didn't know you could do that either. Dun, dun, dun. It's not as exciting in the monastery, though. 
Well, no. I was like going crazy trying to find like an overall map of the whole battle because I was trying to figure out where the chests were and where the stragglers mm-hmm. were and stuff. And then I just grazed the start the plus button. And I'm like, oh, that zooms everything in. Well, what happens with the minus button? Oh, that zooms everything out. <laughs> And you can just keep going until I was you get just to the stuck. overall map. Yeah, I was just stuck. I had no idea. I I was stuck zoomed in in the monastery, <laughs> and I didn't know why. And Anna's like, "Did you try pressing minus button to go out?" I'm like, "What? Oh." I think in the monastery there may also be shoulder buttons that do that. Yeah, yeah, I think there are. Great. Um, so, Josh. I want to hear about your fire emblem. Uh, yeah, Three yeah, my, tip because favorite... yours is scary. <laughs> my fire emblem tip is save often. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Make multiple save files. Yeah, yeah. Or well, what few you can. Yeah. So I was uh, playing. I think I I was up to the battle right before the time skip, and I was uh, just going through the menus, kind of making sure all my different characters make it. Make sure everyone's got a vulnerator, you know, healing items, all that kind of stuff. Get ready for a big battle. And right in the middle of that, the game just crashes. And it drops me to a screen I haven't seen before on a Switch. Usually when a Switch game crashes, it just takes you back to the main menu, you know, where you can pick all the different games. This one is like, we think your your game has become corrupted. Do you want to check? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. So actually, I accidentally hit the button, whatever, the B button to go back. And then it took me to the main menu, and I was like, okay, well, I don't know what the hell to do now. So I opened the game up, tried to load the autosave file, because apparently I hadn't been prompted to save in quite a while. So I'd, you know, it'd been a couple hours or something like that. So I tried to load the autosave, and when it tries to load the autosave, I'm like, nope, it gives me the corrupted data thing again. And I'm like, oh, no, did it just corrupt my save files? <laughs> So the only option it gives you when this happens is to like re-download the entire get it deletes the game from your system and then re-downloads the entire thing again. We're just gonna forget this ever happened. Exactly. <laughs> so oh wait, so this is only on the digital version. I, I have no clue what it does if you've got the physical version. Yeah, I don't oh. know what the heck happens. But yeah, on the digital version, deleted it from my system, re-downloaded the entire thing. And this happened, you know, like thursday night late so i kind of like okay i just set it off went to bed came back the next day to find out like do i have a save file or not and thank goodness like yep it it loaded up the save files and i was able to keep playing but it yeah it made for kind of like a scary a scary evening <laughs> when you i thought had, i'd lost like 35 hours of you progress had bad luck with crashes lately yeah yeah koi tecmo and the switch have not have not gone well for me lately <laughs> had the same thing in atelier happen Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Back to back, man. At least this time I didn't end up losing any progress, but this time somehow the the actual game got corrupted, which is kind of crazy. You lost about five or six hours in Atelier. I lost a bunch of progress in Atelier. Uh, have you ever gone back and gotten back to that point yet? Uh, no, I haven't. I've gone <laughs> back and played some more, but I haven't even gotten back to where I where I was before it crashed on me. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I had a crash as well, but I I am, like, paranoid about saving. <laughs> she has, like, this rotating save strategy that fills up every slot, and Anna's so many sleeves. Yeah, yeah, so in so terms of Fire saves. Emblem, I save every week Yeah. in a different slot. Yeah. 
do I ever go it, it back? Auto save. No. It basically does that for you, Anna. It's auto saving every single time but you're doing it. She wants it to do it herself too. Yeah, yeah. I just <laughs> yeah, I do too. I'd I'd rather back myself up. Fire Emblem needs like four times as many save slots as it gives yeah. you. Oh yeah, no, totally. All right. What is so, the rationale for the limited number of save slots? I mean, it's not memory? like it's on a cartridge anymore. Uh, yeah, but I mean, you, you can put SD cards. SD cards. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't say it's a good answer. I'm saying that is probably the answer. Um, dear goodness, did you pick Felix as your dancer? I didn't know you needed charm. <laughs> He's like one of my lowest charming people. <laughs> but you better do a lot of tea parties with him then between then just, and now. And you I have to get really, perfects. There, really now, there is him. enough guides out there. Maybe even, um, you know. No, just everything's wrong right now. I just <laughs> give up. No, I just got. Felix. I need to delete. I need to delete it. It needs to be corrupted you need to now. Start the game over. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> All right. Um, I think that's. Oh, sorry. We're watching um, Peter play Fire Emblem. Chris had a Fire Emblem Three Heroes What's my tip? tip as well. Um, so you noticed that if someone passes a test, I didn't notice this. Somebody read this to me. Okay. Oh right. I no, read no, the guide. You, you did this. I read this to me. Um, but you noticed whether through guide or whatever, and you showed it to me that if you don't meet the minimum stats for a job, if you pass the test, you will automatically get bumped up to the minimum stats for that job, yeah. even if you don't change immediately to that job. Right. So it is always best to test for as many jobs as you can as early as you um, can. So I'm finding that it's only worth it to the one. So in the bottom of the screen is a little stat meter. And it'll show like as you hover the job in the promotion menu, it's like here's your to here's a number, and here's where the number is going to go after you change. And you're just the first time you see that, you're like, what the heck is this weird number? Like uh, 151 now and 173 later, and then it's it's either blue or red depending if it's on the left or the right. So that number is the total aggregate number of your stats all added together. And if you press uh, ZR and stuff while you're on that menu, you'll be able to see. It'll show you. Here's what your stats are going to become after you change. So if you do it, so what I'm done now is, uh, it, you know, if you switch to a job that doesn't have a boost in minimum stats, you're not going to get anything. You've just wasted the time doing the testing and, and the seal. So I've started only doing it for jobs that make my number go blue and to just overall go up. And I find that's much more likely that way for me to run into a job that, has that little boost to minimum stats um and it's not going to happen every time so uh you know enjoy for when it does happen getting like <laughs> i've noticed that my favorite part is like i boost someone higher in snipe to sniper or to like a higher magic class and they get a boost to defense and it's like yeah we know you're a mage but gosh you need a little bit more defense here you go come on this, this is just crazy here <laughs> Yeah, because some of the like master jobs are kind of obnoxious. How you unlock them? Like, I think there's only one that specializes in swords, and I didn't know that I had to get my uh, magic up to spec into that. Yeah, that's uh, that's the mortal savant, which is sword yeah. and magic. Yeah. Um, and then the, the other ones are like. You, you need to know how to ride something for the most part. Yeah, which is also irritating. <laughs> yeah, no, I call that out in my review. It's like master classes are basically locked to mounts. No, mm -hmm. mounts or magic. Um, 
or sometimes both. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all the male master classes for magic require either sword skill or mounts. Mounts. So uh, learn to learn learn to ride your horses. I mean, you don't need to become a master class. No, I must become a master class because I want <laughs> the better stat growths. Uh, well, I've got a little bit of a tip. Uh, uh -oh. Who here actually likes just compulsive grinding? Woo! Am I the only one? Uh, I yay! do! I do! Isn't that the premise of this website? Yeah, okay. <laughs> you can only really do it if you're playing on normal mode, so oh. that might eliminate oh. a few of you. Uh, only the... me. I think I'm the only one dumb enough to play on hard. <laughs> well, because playing on hard mode basically kneecaps most of the game's grinding, because then you can't retreat and keep your experience and yeah you i was uh, trying your tips alert. um like two weeks ago after this podcast i'm like oh my gosh i'm gonna go do all these things you got yeah, all these that tips. Turns out and then, uh, no, no i can't mode. do it on hard nope. sorry buddy uh i, I took to advantage that. of that but i'm on casual and easy or normal yeah i'm a scrubby casual well a great way to boost up your skills is to uh someone was mentioning weapons instead of repairing them just let them break all the way gone broken weapon Reduces your attack speed to zero, and really kind of sucks. Your accuracy goes to nothing. Thing is, if you miss an enemy, you still gain experience towards whatever you attacked him with. So if you are fighting like an auxiliary battle, just stick a broken lance on somebody, run into the woods, and just sit there and end your turn. And you'll get attacked by enemies, you'll counterattack, you probably won't hit them and get experience, but you'll level up your skill. So you can just sit there and end turn until you're almost dead, retreat, Repeat as necessary. You can boost. I got a skill from uh, E rank to D rank in a single battle. We're talking like a minute, two minutes of just ending turns and then restarting the battle. I might do this just so my main character doesn't kill everything. Oh, wait, no, they auto-equip weapons, don't they? Uh, uh, no, not necessarily. Right. If you unequip all your weapons, they'll just stand there, but you won't get experience for it. So no, 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 weapon. I'll put a broken weapon on him and oh, put yeah, everything yeah, yeah. else no. in storage so he can't auto-equip yes. like the Levin sword or something crazy? <laughs> they shouldn't auto-equip it, but, I mean, it can't hurt. I, yeah, so. I don't know what the rules are. I've seen them sometimes auto-equip things <laughs> and switch weapons, and sometimes they don't. I'm like, what are you doing? Why don't and I know is, what you're doing? <laughs> this is extra good for Byleth for a couple of reasons. Uh, one, their stat gross are pretty ridiculous, so Byleth can usually take a good number of hits, uh, if not outright tanking damage. If you want to survive more, Add a battalion that increases your protection, and I think resilience is the other stat. Throw a shield on, too. Throw a shield on also helps. Uh, anything that'll keep you alive longer, and it'll make the process faster. But, uh, I mean, it, you can do it with anyone, even if they're pretty squishy. So, as long as you're not getting, you know, killed in a single turn anyways. Honestly, my tip is turn Byleth into a thief as soon as you can, because they will yes. never be hit again. That, yeah. Also, Byleth is really reliable when it comes to speed, so you can... Byleth is actually a pretty good character to use if you actually want to steal something from certain characters. Um, I imagine if you're on normal, you could just play this game with only Byleth. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you, yeah you can. Uh, <laughs> depends how much time you want. I can't to do it on hard, but I could probably do it on normal. <laughs> Another good thing about grinding up skills uh, is it allows you to recruit a lot of characters really early. And uh, once you hit That's your true. first auxiliary battle and can start breaking weapons. Yeah, you can pretty much... Well, you can't really get everyone because some skills are locked behind classes, but you can get a lot of characters really early if you grind up your skills. So, just another way to do that really quick. 
Yeah, the tough thing is if you're not a class that natively gets some of the skills, um, Byleth only learns, I think, four of them by being educated, or three of them by uh, getting training from the other professors. Yeah, uh, riding, heavy armor, faith, reason, and flying are all yeah trickier to learn. But you can't you can't scum them. Uh, you can save load the uh, promotions and actually go and get yourself promoted to Cavalier and Pegasus Knight if you're playing female before the first month ends. I thought <laughs> you could save load the promotions. Like if you, you fail, can, you're gonna can. fail. You can, but it's tricky. You it determines whether you're going to succeed or fail uh, at the beginning of the calendar day. Oh. But if you have a save before that. Like at the end of a oh. battle, they usually give you an autosave. Then you can just go from that, skip the scenes, and then try it again. I, I, I can confirm that. this. I did this. <laughs> uh, by the battle in Red Canyon, I was a Cavalier and a Pegasus Knight. So <laughs> That's pretty good. So yeah, there's my, there's my broken weapon tip. Abuse it at your... Pick own... it up and reforge it. Do you I have any tips I... to... Do you have any tips to save my favorite character after the time skip? Um, no. <laughs> uh, recruit them before then, or if they're already part of your faction, no. You can't. And some, I, yeah. Somebody else is working on that house, and I will <laughs> leave. I'll keep you updated. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am so salty about losing that character. Because his whole strategy, as far as I know, is using that character as a tank and then just killing enemies when they run up to attack him. So, <sighs> hey, yeah, where, where is this guide going to be that you're working with people on? It is on neoseeker.com. Neoseeker. Yes. Okay, that place. I've uh, seen somebody that asked place. if I what sites I had guides on. I started on GameFAQs, then went to Gamer Guides, and now I do guides for both Neoseeker and Gamer Guides. So. Oh my gosh. All right. So many... Now we know where to find you. Yeah. Everywhere. How do I subscribe Everywhere. to your newsletter? Oh. Go premium just... on gamers. Don't tell me you have a newsletter now. Do you have a no, newsletter? I, no, I don't have a newsletter. Sorry. Oh, I can start Patreon? one. No, can I get I a sticker? <laughs> get a sticker? I will. You know what? You you donate to my PayPal, and I will make you a sticker. I don't know oh. what the sticker will be of. I might steal it from somewhere and just send it to you, but you will get a sticker. <laughs> It's all, all right. about the stickers, isn't it? So, um, Matt, tell us what you've been playing since you haven't been playing Fire Emblem Three Heroes. I have Three not been playing Fire Emblem. No. People want to say Three uh -huh. Heroes. Fire Emblem Three Heroes. <laughs> like, no, no, Three Houses. All right. Fire so... Emblem <laughs> Oh, sorry. Just opened my phone. Um... <laughs> well, I so finished loud. up Quest Builders yeah. Two. Yay! Finally... Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that that was a satisfying end. It, it dragged a little at the end, but I was. I loved the ending. No, the no the ending was great. It I guess what is it Moonbrook the second. You told last me about the ending. Area. I almost cried. It, so it was great. I'm I will sitting there that... looking at my switch, going, "You go, little man." <laughs> Would you rate the game amazing or merely excellent? I'd say excellent. There it's excellent. Things. Yeah, I mean, there are still things. I mean, like are four, four and a half out of five. Out of five, five? On our site? Yes, we gave it four and a half, and I could see anywhere. I, I would say four, four and a half would be. I want to ban four and a half from our site. I'm sorry. I, just, I, 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 I want to go. 
I don't understand anybody's rating until they rate it as Marvel movies. Oh, okay. <laughs> is this Thor Can you Ragnarok, tell me, is this like, or is this, this, yeah. is this Thor 2 or Thor 3? Which <laughs> Thor is this? It was closer to Thor 2 than Thor no! 3. No! <laughs> no! That's not good. Well, Thor it, 2 it, is the bad one. <laughs> Can I can I rate it Thor two and a half? Oh, <laughs> two point five the side 2. story. 5. I don't know what that is then. Thor Gaiden. It was released direct to Netflix or something, you know. That can't be a good thing. <laughs> so I'm just saying, I, excellent I rate... doesn't go anywhere near Thor two. So that word does not know what Thor two is. So anyway, it's somewhere in the middle there. I had an issue with one of the things that annoyed me the whole game with the save slot there's only one save slot and we already talked about that once today with why not have more save slots and apparently next week in japan dragon quest builder 2 fan players are getting three save slots <gasps> that is updating on august 20th for them that's their last dlc so i wonder if when we all get the final dlc that'll be there but it actually caused a problem at the end because I had told my oldest son before he went to bed Tuesday night or something. I said, listen, I'm going to play tonight, but don't worry, I won't beat it. I don't think I'm that close. Turns <laughs> out I was yeah, I was that close. <laughs> 30 minutes later, I'm laying in bed and my youngest son is laying in bed, try, kind of drifting off to sleep. And he's getting all excited because he's like, oh, my gosh, you're fighting really big guys. And I made 100% sure that the second I defeated the final form or for the final whatever i was like you know what okay i'm just gonna turn off my switch i'll do it again tomorrow it'll take me 30 minutes <laughs> i turned it on wednesday when i got my son got home from school we went to play it they had auto saved over my save and i was in the post game no. like i the auto save was a completely different slot the whole way through you had your one save slot and then there was an auto save slot but after beating the final boss it overwrote that so lame we had to, i to he, he had little tears welling up in his eyes so i pulled up youtube and we watched someone beat the game in german so uh <laughs> okay that's cool but that was fine i mean i told him i was like this is exactly what you would have seen anyway and he was fine with that but yeah that one save slot thing really annoyed me a few times throughout the game but oh man right at the end that kind of killed me a little bit but other than that i mean we had the small fonts. Gosh, anytime the voices in Malroth's head talked, it was forever for that. The game like froze basically. Yeah, what is up with that? Why wasn't that text movable? I felt that it seemed like it should have been voiced. I wonder if at oh, some point. Oh, that makes sense. That's what it seemed like. It seemed like, okay, the text popped up and then you couldn't get rid of it for what, 25, 30 seconds yeah. each time. And. To me, I finally turned the volume up at one point. I'm like, am I missing the voicing of this? And I wonder if they coded it to do that and then never did voice mm -hmm. acting. For that, yeah. So just forgot. Um, but that was good. I, fun game. Gosh, I think 70, almost 80 hours. Maybe I did a little too much side stuff, but it, it was worth it. Um, put a little bit of time into Super Neptunia RPG. That game is killing me. I'm so sorry. Um, Everybody doesn't seem to like that game. No, oh, it's, it's bad, huh? It's not good. Hmm. It's not good. Now, I talked about it a month ago, and the signposting, memorizing where all your different moves are. You could have 16 different moves, but my God, you better remember what stance you're in and which one is the X 
when you're in this stance and that person's in the front, what to hit B. It, it's way too much memorization for all that. It, um, th this might drag on kind of like a Josh record of Agarest War playthrough here. Wow. Might just... <laughs> that's, that's long. And it, it's not a long game. It's just I, I can't. I play for 30 minutes at night and I fall asleep because I don't know where I am. I don't know where I am. I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> Mariage was like 60 hours long. Yeah. That's part of the reason it drug on forever. Yeah, this one, I mean, this one's not. It's supposed to be 2025, 20, and man, I just can't. I, I'm, I can't play it for a long amount of time without my brain going to mush. But to get something a little bit more fun going on, I downloaded the Grandia. Um, the Duality, Grandia. <laughs> the Grandia HD collection for Switch yesterday. And I got about two and a half hours into the first one, and it's playing pretty well. Um, okay. I think the sprite work transferred over well. Um, I, I was trying to compare it with some YouTube videos of the PS1 version, which I played 15 years ago, but I can't remember graphically in my head make that comparison without side-by-side. Side. It looks a little bit nicer. I'd say the camera still jerks around <laughs> like an old PS1 game. It's not super smooth. A um, little bit more shaking and a little bit more... Uh, flashing lights and i remember but looking back on youtube that's How's there the too the puffy cheer sound Poo, oh, it's... Nah, rah, boo, rah, rah. <laughs> i thought I, and i can't get it to repeat it but i beat somebody in the couple first couple hours with her and a deep female voice came on and was like good job <laughs> <laughs> what what and I, yes it was not her it was not her happy chipper voice. And I'm like, wait a minute. No, I know I beat with her because it wasn't Joshua's or what's his name's voice. But it, it was it was like, that's not the right voice. That's not the right. So I don't know if that was a one off. Hey, thing. this is Aris from GameStop. Thanks for pre ordering <laughs> And you did a good job. <laughs> OK, what? <laughs> so but I mean, I there's some sound looping that isn't done perfectly, but it's barely noticeable. I mean, you can hear the beat between when it loops but i mean that's the most minor of complaints now granted i've only played two and a half hours of the first one but hey it hasn't crashed it hasn't had all these grain break game breaking issues and reading online it doesn't seem like it's horrible i mean people are nitpicking the little things but it's nothing worse than the original was i don't think so i'm having a good time with it it's it's bright it's colorful it's fun and i've been grinding way too long i beat the first boss like an hour past where i'm reading other people are i'm like no nope, i'm just having fun that's one of the most fun battle systems i switch weapons all the time just to see that progression i can see a progression of every weapon every skill everything on there it's fun we'll be talking that... about grandi in the news section will we yes i was very uh, tempted to pick that up this week but i got enough stuff to play <laughs> i would say th that is one of my top three franchises that i'll always buy so it had to be a day one let me support this you know i've i've never given up hope for a grandia 4 but it'll never happen you but, might be the only one left at this point but <laughs> but wanted wanted to buy that day one just to show support like there are us fans out here who will play it on whatever you stick it on so i'm in the same boat i'm you know i've never really been a huge fan of grandia um i think i had the third one at some point um but never really drew me in but i i just feel compelled to buy it just to be like hey i love these hd remakes please keep giving them to me mm -hmm. correct 
yeah, I don't mind throwing down 20 per game because this was 40, but, you know, you get two full games out of this. And, yeah, uh, I'll do that for the games that I want to see keep coming or that practice of getting some older games on the Switch. Everything yeah. on the Switch. Yeah, there's been a lot of kerfuffle this week about the fact that it's $40, but I'm like, that that seems really reasonable. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Because well, you all defended that Secret of Mana price because you're all crazy. <laughs> no, that's a perfectly acceptable price for that game. Well, Final Fantasy Nine is 21 or 22. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, these games are that era, and a P- you get a PS1 and a PS2. Square's price for 40, is so. <laughs> Square did some work on nine. Um, Something. Did you guys last week talk about the Final Fantasy VIII placeholder price of sixty bucks? <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm that's sure that's laughable. wrong. We did not yeah. talk about that, but that's a yeah, because it was like a weird. It's like it's only sixty dollars on like Walmart.com or something like that. It's I thought not... it was on PlayAsia, but... I can't, yeah, I yeah, can't yeah, it. sorry. It was just, like, one site that is known for weirdness in their pricing. And that's definitely PlayAsia. They put up games, like, way before they're out, and they may or may not have the right price for them. And that might be the Asian version anyway, so, I mean... Which they do charge more for, because yeah. it's an import. Mm-hmm. All right. I do appreciate that Squeenix has been leaning into the you're the best looking guy here meme. I saw that. <laughs> oh yeah. That's just good marketing there. That's... They did. They they ran with that. Alright. Um Chris, what have you been playing this week that isn't three houses? Uh Rebel Galaxy Outlaw. Would you like to talk about it? I don't know. Is it a conflict of interest <laughs> for me to talk about it? Oh, so disclaimer, I work on Rebel Galaxy Outlaw. You're the community manager. I you am. get to deal with people complaining about the game and maybe praising the game all day long, but mostly complaints right now. Well, no, actually. It's, no, people it's... like the game, but they come to you to complain. They don't come to you to tell you happy things, do they? No, they come to complain about the Epic Game Store. <laughs> <laughs> and then they tell me how glad they are that they pirated the game. Oh my gosh, Anna. I'm oh. so sorry. You oh. have to live this hell. Yeah. This I hate is, the Epic Internet... Game Store, but come on. Like, I, I, I'm at the point where I don't care if people pirate a game because piracy is just an inevitable part of business. But you're just kind of a dick if you go to a company and tell them that you stole their shit. Yeah, it's right. It's so childish. Like, I'm going to stick it to you. It's not you need to know that I'm want. pirating it because you didn't put it on the store I prefer. Yeah, so, it, it's an Epic Game Store. You exclusive. want me to buy this? Sell it at Walmart. Otherwise, I'm pirating it. I'm going into Target and stealing no, it. No, that's like, that's, that's like no, 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 no. So there's a guy named Benjamin, and yeah. every time Natsume puts out a game, yeah. he comes to the Facebook, and for every post that that particular game is on, he tells us if it's not at Walmart, he will pirate it. Oh, really? Yes, oh. I did finally ban him. You probably should. And you should also let, yeah. like, Target know he might be shoplifting. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, Walmart brand loyalty Well, and I mean, right the thing there. is, yeah, is no one was so seeing his comments Walmart because pirate is a word that's <laughs> automatically flagged as a spam comment on Facebook. Oh, wow. Can you do that on the Epic or on the Rebel Galaxy stuff? <laughs> I should put Epic in there. <laughs> No, you should no. I meant not epic. I meant pirate. <laughs> well, no, because you can oh, be a pirate in Rebel Galaxy. That won't work. 
that's funny. And it was great. It, it was bad, but it was nice because when Ooblets kind of totally flubbed their announcement that they were going to the Epic Game Store, there was like this glorious 10-day ten, ten period where no one bothered us about the Epic Game Store. But now everybody's over Ooblets, and now they're back. <laughs> Well, because this game's out and is on the Epic Games Store, and Ooblets is still forever from now, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, Anna, don't you... You, you know, I, I want to be able to support my corporate overlord of choice, you know. <laughs> I, I, and That's how I it mean, goes. For how much we've talked about Fire Emblem Three Houses, I'm reminded over and over again that people complain that there's no cart in the Epic Games Store, and there has never been a nope. cart in, in like any Nintendo nope. online store. Nintendo, no. Yeah, but let's be fair. <laughs> Wait, Nintendo cart, is like no? epically incompetent, oh. pun intended, at online things. We, we, we grade them on a curve. <laughs> no, we do not. Yes, Come we, on. We don't yeah. grade them. We give them I a pass know. because you, they're I Nintendo. Mean, you never get sick of saying this, but their solution to voice chat is use your cell phone yeah <laughs> even though the system can do it we're only going to let a couple games do it and and we're not going to do it in the first party titles because reasons <laughs> all right by um... the way here's fortnite like you know we have this working with with like traditional headsets and everything and it's like oh eh, no thanks anyways do you like rebel galaxy outlaw Oh, uh, yes, I'm enjoying it. It feels a lot like the first game in structure to me, um, and I feel like I'm the only one who has that opinion, but maybe it's because I just played the first game, and I'm like, the loop is the same. Anyway, um, combat's a lot harder for me, though, than the first game. I like the first game just kind of building up a big ship and putting giant guns on it and kind of sailing out into the middle of pirates and letting them all break themselves upon the, the waves of my of my shore. Okay, that analogy didn't work, but... And, <laughs> what is going on? They, they broke, their waves broke upon the, the shores of my uh, missiles or something. It doesn't, anyway, doesn't work. Move on. It doesn't work. And But uh, <laughs> in this one, I have to, like, fly and stuff and aim, and I'm not as good. And so I die a lot. And then the advice I get is, well, that means you sh you're not ready for that. So then I go grind a lot. And then I can do the mission and usually be okay. And then I go to the next mission. It's like, okay, time to grind some more. So I don't know. Um, this game is um, it's pretty grindy. And I like the grindies. But I feel like some of the areas you can grind are just way less time efficient than others. So I don't feel like it's as open-ended of a choice as it should be as far as how I want to spend my time in this game. Um, that said, it looks pretty. There's cool explosions. I like that I have the bird from Falcon Age sitting on my dashboard as like, um, it's the equivalent of the hula girl, but it's the bird oh. from Falcon Age. The only <laughs> thing it needs to do is have its head actually bob and it doesn't. And that makes me sad. Um, oh. because that's kind of a thing in that game. If you've played Falcon Age, the bird's head stays. In, you know, anyway, um, um, let's see. What is, uh, what is my thoughts here? Uh, story's cool. Richter's a jerk. And, <laughs> um, Richter's yeah. like my favorite character. This is a much longer game than the first one, story-wise. Yep. So, yep, 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 it is. Um, the grind doesn't... I don't know if the grind's going to be the same length or even longer, but uh, I'm worried I'm going to get bored of this one by the time it's going to be gonna supposed to get done with it and might not see it through. I'm hoping that's not the case, but uh, at this point I'm feeling... Uh, like some aspects are burning me out. 
Um, look, what are those aspects, Chris? How about you give an insightful reviewed opinion? I'm like, hmm, that's a question. What are those aspects? I don't really know. Uh, mission structure is very repetitive, extremely repetitive. Um, the, a lot of the missions, uh, all the missions follow an archetype. Like, shipment, you know, take a shipment of this from here to there. That's the easy one. I'm okay doing those. They don't pay very well. Um, other ones are go and scan these three points, and you can be guaranteed that one or two of those points have pirates at them. The pirates take 10 to 15 minutes to clear, and then you move down to the next one. Uh, that's fine, except, you know, since you know there's uh, going to be a big time commitment at one or two of those points, that you tend to avoid them because that's not fast money. Then the next one is like, go here and blow up all the things. And like, that's usually okay, but sometimes they're like, um, not, uh, they are a lot higher level than you in those areas, even though the mission was listed as being lower than your level. So it's like, well, I could do those and I'll probably be okay, but I might get blown up, but we'll see. So I tend to do those most. Then there's other ones that's like, clear pirates out of these four areas. And it's like, I don't want to do that because you're going to throw 50 guys at me at each one of them and it's going to take forever. And I'm going to have to repair between them and that's too long. And and really, it's just the game is just cycling the same mission tropes over and over and over and over again. And since I don't like engaging with the economy because I don't make money as fast as killing pirates, and I don't like killing pirates because I have to kill too many of them at a time, and I'm just basically warping into an area holding down the auto file okay so this game does one thing really really cool that i wish every space game would do so you know if you've played an old school space sim you know enemies can be all around you 360 degrees because space is 3d and it's a what i know so you can pirate up and down and you get you'll target one and you know you're facing forward and you got to aim at them so you spend a lot of time repositioning your ship as they fly around you getting them in your sights, lining up, and firing, right? So what this game does is, like, since most of your time in these space sims is spent spinning around behind you and then up and then left and following an arrow on your radar HUD, and it's like, oh my gosh, I'm just spending all this time spinning my ship around. I wish I could get mostly oriented and then do fine-toothed aiming because that's all I really care about. That's the fun part. Well, they added a button called Auto Pursuit that does the spinning around of your ship for you. And I adore it, and I wish I had it back when I played TIE Fighter as a kid. Um, and it is the best feature ever, and it and it gets the thing in your sights, and then you can do the fine-tooth aim, the fine-comb, the fine-tuned, fine-tuned, not fine-tooth, fine-tuned aiming to finish off this guy. And then, and, and, and that works well. Combat's actually pretty well done. It's just I don't feel like I can deal... Yeah, I, it doesn't feel like you scale well against all these tiny little enemies that just add up and add up and add up and add up, and missions just kind of become a slog as you're dealing with like 50 different pirate spawns, and the and they don't spawn all at once or anything, but it's like five at a time, and then you kill a few, and then a couple more spawn, and a couple more spawn, and then a couple more spawn, and a couple more spawn, and I don't know, I haven't figured it all out yet. So, to say my thoughts, Anna, I'm hoping that as I pursue continue into upgrading my game my uh, ship and stuff that combat gets a little faster because right now it is really a slog is what i'm finding so yeah that's where i'm at on rebel galaxy outlaw um so far i like the first game a little bit more but that's because the the combat was a little more passive and i kind of enjoyed that feeling while grinding better so yep um 
Cavalier points out, though, that I'm driving um, the equivalent of a minibus. Um, <laughs> I'm not really driving a mobile combat ship. And maybe that's. Oh, that's right. My You're combat. driving the Durston, aren't you? I am because I can put all the turrets and stuff on it. Yeah, and but that's like how I like to play the game the, in the first one. The Durston is a mom bus. Get like a dogfighter. I, I Buy a want coyote. A I want to get. I, I, what I want is um, a, not a destroyer. What did they call them? Um, in the first game. You could get these giant ships that just had so many guns. Yeah, there's no capital ships in this game. I want a capital ship, and this is the best I can get to it. Anyway, it's just another example of how this game kind of doesn't let you play the way you want. You kind of have to play the way it wants. And that's like either focus purely on economy or purely on combat because hybrid strategies just don't work well. That's true. and, And that's unfortunate. Uh, because they have some hybrid ships and stuff in the game, so it, you have to figure that out. It's kind of like picking a class. Right, but... Yeah. You can be a warrior, but warriors aren't going to be necessarily... They're going to be good at tanking or DPSing. They can't really be both. The thing is that only the warriors get the glory in this game, is what I'm finding. And the people who want to do economy, uh, it's a different mindset. And I don't have it, so... Um, yeah, I'm probably going to switch over to a... a uh, a combat ship later today and we'll see how that goes anyway i should stop talking about this i need to get more experience with it so. okay yeah. kelly what have you been playing besides three houses well um i started up yokai watch three and my oh, story about that. obtaining this game is is pretty interesting did that just so, come out or something no or? it came out a while ago but they oh. severely underprinted the physical version oh, so you're not gonna ah. do it. yeah well i what happened was when it first, or when you guys told me about it, I tried to buy it on Walmart.com, and I thought that they were going to send me a physical copy. Well, no, I think I flagged something on their site that said that they were out because they sent me a digital code and I couldn't return it. What? So yeah, what? so I've been kind of keeping an eye out for a physical copy, and the only GameStop that was in town that had one was all the way across town in the bad part of town by what is known as the white trash Walmart. <laughs> Isn't that Aren't every Walmart? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm but... curious how, how Walmart doesn't qualify under that moniker. <laughs> um, There's in, not in a my... lot of Walmarts in nice parts of town now. In my town, there are ones in nicer parts of town, and there's ones that you don't go to after dark. The upscale uh, Walmarts, they're called well, Target. Once again, <laughs> which Walmart exactly Target. are you talking about where you go there after dark? Uh, Actually, I, well, the Walmarts are uh, open 24-7 in some places. They are. So that's yeah, our Walmart is 24-7. Dark. Oh, okay. You live in a different place than, than like yeah. Alabama. Yeah, yeah like <laughs> our our Walmart is in a decent part of town ours isn't open 24 7 anymore they it stopped isn't? that before you moved here oh yeah. i thought they it knew was. you were coming they closed <laughs> but um but yeah if, if any anywhere in my town if you say white trash walmart people will instantly know which one you're which talking one you're about talking. <laughs> <laughs> so wow that's you know, impressive I'm, I'm thinking well by the time i get down there it's gonna be gone well i was the walmart or my... the or the game I was petting my mom's pets a couple of weeks ago. That's why I was off the cast. And I was like, I wonder if that copy of Yokai Watch is still there. I checked the site. It's still there. So I'm like, okay, it's a 10-minute drive from my mom's house. I'll go check. Get all the way there. Somebody had processed a Yokai Watch 1 as a Yokai Watch 3. Oh. So 
the lady like apologized to me and said, well, if we get another one in, um, I'll call you. And I'm like, okay, okay, well, here's my name and number, and I'll probably never hear from this this lady again. She, as you fast walked away, to, she's throwing it in the trash can. Yeah. Now, well, fast forward to last week, I get a call. Like, hey, we actually ordered one from Colorado. So, okay. And when wow. it gets here, I'll call you. So... It gets there. I drive. Wow. I didn't know Walmart late. could act like a GameStop in that Yeah, yeah. No, like, like, so this wow. is a GameStop. Oh, no, okay. this was a GameStop. Oh, sorry. Okay. okay. We got confused. We're, we you were said thinking Walmart. like. All right. <laughs> I was still on, I'm still on the white trash part of town. I'm sorry. No, I, I'm sorry. I apologize. It's the GameStop is by that particular. Oh, oh okay. Gotcha. Oh, okay. So you went to Walmart. They had your guy watch one. So then you went to GameStop and said, hey, do you have it? Yeah, well, no, it was okay. the GameStop that processed it as a Yokai Watch. Okay. One. Okay, we're all on the same page now, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I spent my lunch break on Tuesday pretty much having a road trip trying to get back, back down to this Walmart that's like 30 or back down to this GameStop that's 30 minutes away. But it was worth it because they actually got me a box copy, not just the cart. And nice. my husband went with me. Yeah, and my husband went with me, and I said, "So, how mad would you be if I told you I already had a digital code for this?" And he just kind of looked at me and was like, "I would understand." Why don't I just buy the code? I would off support of you. you, but I would understand. <laughs> what? No, I've. Oh, Anna. Uh, yeah. Because I had already claimed the code, thinking I was never going to find a physical copy. Ah. <laughs> so now you have a sealed box copy. Yeah. Well, not sealed. It was still technically used. Oh, okay. So I, I probably oversold that story a lot more than what had actually happened. <laughs> but it was still kind of irritating, like, get all the way there, find out that it was just the cart, and then thinking I'm never going to hear from them again. And lo and behold, they order me one from Colorado. Um, but yeah, I I have been... Well, I, I was soured on Yokai Watch because when I tried to play Yokai Watch One, it crashed my 3DS, Ooh. or the demo crashed my 3DS, and I was oh. kind of like, "Well, I guess I'm not playing this." And hearing Josh and Wheels and everybody else just kind of sell sell Yokai Watch, um, you guys sold me on it, and I can't get over how cute this game is. It really is. It's an excellent game. You. Um, there's so much content in there. Yeah. Until it, you it, get deeper into it. It's a ridiculous amount of content. Yeah, I'm only on chapter one thus far, and I've been kind of jumping back and forth between the boy and the girl because you play as the two different characters. Um, and I, I've been having a blast with it. I, I it, To me, it kind of feels like playing a Saturday morning cartoon because of the music and just the kind of wackiness that's been ensuing in it. So here's what confuses me, is if I go to GameStop.com, I can't find Yokai Watch anywhere on their page. Not even used. I think I found it via Google Shopping. Jeez. Oh, it, right, because it's Yo-Dash-Kai. Oh, yeah, you gotta have the dash. Kai. Mm -hmm. oh, I always forget about that. Um, one thing about at the beginning of the game that kind of amused the crap out of me was um, the kid not understanding the American accent or the Texan <laughs> accent because the joke is that you move to, quote-unquote, the United States or barbecue and that all of the yokai there are American yokai. America. Yeah, yep, American. Completely. 
<laughs> is that even in the Japanese? Is that how it goes or no? Well, I don't in, know. in the Japanese, you were supposed to be moving from Japan to America. So okay. since they had already localized it as right. being in America, the first two so games, then they had. They, yeah, yeah. So then Eat they your burger, Apollo. Uh huh. Oh, there's burger, the, Apollo. There's plenty of rice bowls to go around. Even in Texas. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Where do I get those? I don't this think must they be Austin. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's Austin. All right. All right. They import What's them great, South by South by. <laughs> at some point, they tell you, like, well, you moved across country, but then you watch the graphic when you switch between the boy and the girl, and you see that airplane take off and go all the way around the world. <laughs> we <laughs> like, took a really a... inefficient route. <laughs> <laughs> and the kid making a comment about how he can actually wear his, school's, his, his shoes inside school there. Yeah, there's some that, you know... <laughs> And they it's localized it, it like that? <laughs> yeah. 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 What? Why? You got to roll with it somehow. <laughs> that's just weird. Yeah, no, I, no. Americans wearing their shoes inside? Make sense. That's weird. What? Yeah. Oh, I love it when games are co- are clearly Japanese and they're trying to hide the fact that they're Japanese. But they didn't try to strict- hide it. They could have reloc- They could have localized that line differently. Why didn't yeah. they? <laughs> Who knows? Hey, this is an excellent localization, though. The pun work is yes. on point. Oh, is I remember it? when it came out, I did a Q&A quest with Wheels, and we were going through all the beginning stuff. And what's the translator, Yokai? He's a... Uh, oh, that... Leon, Leonglist. He's a lion yeah. link, linguist. That, that's the localization, but I remember. So, Jibanyan meets up with an American cat, and goes meow. What's meow? Mm. And it's like, well, that's uh, that's the sound we make in America. Well, we say nyan. <laughs> and I I think I died laughing at that because that that always cracks that's me. That's probably up the... in the original. <laughs> yeah. Meow yes. versus nyan. I I know Gaijin was trying to look into it because we wanted to know what the. Lo- the linguist, the linguist, because yeah. that hits that hits so perfectly yeah. in English that a lion mm-hmm. linguist. But does it even sound the same in Japan? Did they did they figure it out? I, or... I you know I can't remember what he came back oh, with. Oh okay, because he was trying to look it up and I I, I don't know. I, I think it worked in Japanese too, which I mean that's kind of amazing that mm-hmm. that same pun would work in two completely different languages. But, oh, the the puns have been, I, I love puns, and the puns have been cracking me up so bad. The socked named socket to me, mm-hmm. the love torn, the the love letter that's torn. Just I, I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate all of that stuff, and I have a feeling that I'm going to be laughing my whole way through the game. For a game uh, that not many people play, they put a whole lot of effort into localizing this very well. Yeah, so what I'm curious is if I'm going to be able to go back and play the other two. Like, do you, what do you mean? need to for some reason? Well, I don't know because they're, they're so, it's so charming that I'm going to want more of it. More of it, but it's just, just watch the anime. because uh, <laughs> I know I'm going to. Yeah, I know I'm going to wait until um, the Switch version of Yokai Watch comes out before trying that one. Mm-hmm. 
And then I'm not sure about the bony spirits or what the other fleshy souls. Yeah, fleshy specters. There's three of them. Yeah, so there's three games for two. There's like two, and it's like uh, fleshy souls, bony specters, and then there's psychic. That's the one to get, right? Because that's the new. Yeah, that's that's two and a half. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's like the Pokemon Emerald. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Because I might keep an eye out for that third one. See how much I like it. I think that one was a very low print run, too. Even looking oh, at your GameStop, it does have pre-owned, but whereas the pre-owned other twos are like $15, this one's 35 Yeah. Although, yeah. wait a minute. You could buy it new for 23 Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, they, they really underprinted both two and a half and three. I mean, I understand why they did, but bleh. I mean, and this is a no crap statement, but the combat in this one very reminds me very much of um, Nino Kuni, which it's level <laughs> five, so of course mm-hmm. it does. Yeah, yeah well, that's why I said it's a no crap statement. Well, I think the fourth one even goes farther into that way because the fourth one's an action RPG. Well, in mm-hmm. oh, never mind. All right, uh, <laughs> am I yeah. the last one to go? Yes, I think so. All right. Um, so I started a new review game. Um, it's called Omega Labyrinth Life. Woo! <laughs> it has assets. It has I'm assets. I'm so sorry, Anna. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so I'm really torn on this game. No, you're not torn. You hate this game. It's a terrible game. I'm frustrated with the game. It. So here's the problem. Is no, you don't understand, Anna. You need to stop playing it so I can stop hearing you complain about it. <laughs> <laughs> What? No, you want me to stop playing it so you stop hearing the girls go, eh! Ooh! Um, that is a little weird, <laughs> I'll admit. Carrying on. So I'm, I'm playing Omega Labyrinth Life, so I'm playing it on the Switch, so I have all the titties. Mm-hmm. And all, all, of the, the titties. All, all of the touchy-feely minigames. And oh, so... It wouldn't, it wouldn't be... You just wouldn't have a game like that without the touchy-feely minigames. Well, and here's the thing that's really interesting is, honestly, it's not that they don't add to the game, but I can skip all of the tee-hee-titty-titty stuff. You can skip it in the Switch version and get no um, detriment. In fact, there is a minigame called Tit for Tat where you play rock... (laughs) You play rock, paper, scissors with your breasts. (laughs) How does that work? Well, if you squeeze your breasts together, that's rock. Okay. And if you squeeze and if you push your breasts apart, that's scissors. And if you put one boob up and one boob down, that's paper. And then you smash your boobs against each other. And whoever wins, wins. Go Kelly. I am very glad I asked that question. All right, two questions, Anna. What's the name of the game? Uh, Omega Labyrinth Life. And what's the name of the rock, paper, scissors? Tit for tat. All right. There you go. <laughs> We're sorry. We've That's lost Kelly. We'll see you next week. Kelly, we'll Kelly next just week. died. Can I, can I just interject for half a moment to say that? <laughs> Why are you even still I, here after that? Like When, when I saw this game on the, the Switch uh, market, because I look every week to see what's up, I saw it and I'm like, oh, this looks like a, a cool dungeon crawler. So I clicked on it and started reading the description and I'm like, oh, dear God, what is this? Do not play and this then, game in public. Do not play this game a, with the sound on. Do not play a this couple game. of weeks later, Anna's like, I'm playing this game and their boobs are growing. I'm like, oh, I'm so glad I didn't. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes. And so um, this is this is a dungeon crawler, and it's a kind of dungeon crawler that I don't enjoy as much as other roguelites, which is you start at level one every time. Oh. Yeah. So that is <laughs> people throwing up in the background. Wow. Burr, that reaction is just bad. Yeah, no, I prefer uh, a, a dungeon crawler that you can retain progress so that you can learn from each of your runs. Kelly, apparently you're going to go buy that game later today. The, the problem that I'm running into is if I have to back out of a dungeon, I feel like I've gained nothing. All I've done is retained the things that I entered the dungeon with. Because unlike Chocobo Mystery Dungeon and a lot of other Mystery Dungeon games, when you KO, you lose everything, including your equipment. Ouch. So but you Anna, lose you your weapon, you lose your shield, you lose games. your panties, you lose your bra. I have all the memories from the mini games. <laughs> <laughs> You're only left with memories. No. You're yes, but I had a no. really good pair of panties. You're only left with mammaries. <laughs> no, you lose your mammaries. Jesus. Oh. <laughs> oh, uh, I don't know if I love all of you or hate all of you. You hate all of us. Correct answer. And the thing is, is he's right because the the way that this game works is the longer you're in a dungeon, the larger your breasts become. Exactly. And, then and the bigger you your breasts are, the more powerful you are. But the problem is, is when you leave a dungeon, not only do you lose your levels, you lose your cup size. Because your cup size is your levels. No, mm. they're oh. separate. Oh, okay. I got up to eye-sized breasts one time, and I was so excited. And then I ended up meeting um, a monster. Do they um, make it so you, your mobility goes down and no. back as it gets bigger? <laughs> no. Your speed that should, that definitely that should be the balance, you know? I, I was so upset because I hit a monster room. And monster rooms are pretty typical for dungeon crawler games. They have, like, an inordinately large number of monsters, sometimes respawning a large number of items. Um, so difficult to escape, but has a lot of benefits if you decide to clear it out. The problem is, is this is one of those games that if enemies beat another enemy, they level up. Oh, ouch. And so I got really all the rough. way up to an eye size breast and I'm like, yes, I'm going to go take on the boss. And the, the, the room before the final boss of the dungeon was a monster room. And this um, turtle enemy AOE'd and killed like six things. So it leveled up repeatedly, and then it turned around and one-shotted me. You were so happy about I that. I was so angry. <laughs> that was when she was most closest to quitting. Yeah, I sent Alex a message. I'm like, I don't think I'm, I'm going to be able to finish this game. Crap. He's like, well, you know, do what you can. So anyways, um, I decided to keep playing. Um, and yeah, so there's all sorts of like tee-hee minigames. Um, so yeah, your, your breasts get bigger, and you actually see them go like boing-boing inside the shirt when they, as they get bigger. Um, and every time the girls talk, they do like the little dancey up and down thing and their breasts of individual jiggle mechanics. Oh, so they got some good physics going on in the game. Is basically what you're you, you can tell where they, they spent the money. The money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and the thing is, is, it's really weird because I, I actually think the dungeon crawling is really solid and it almost sometimes feels like all of this titty stuff gets in the road. No kidding. <laughs> So what you're saying is get the PS4 version. So yeah, I, and the problem is, is here's kind of my real problem is, is Wait, the story is so me, lame. Are you telling me the secret to this game is that the censored version is actually better? Not better, but... It's, um, it's still bad, but better than the bad one. 
Is it, yeah, I, I've just gotten to the point where I'm not entertained by the titty stuff anymore. Are I like titties. How am I not entertained? Are you not entertained? And so I end up skipping most of it. The only thing that I can't, that I haven't skipped because it gives you such a poor result is there's a touching mini game. And that's where all the oohs and ahs come from, if you're wondering, Chris. Mm. And so um, you touch a girl until her clothes sort of like explode off of her. And then <laughs> you, you touch her some more. And then it goes sploosh onto the screen and oh. you gather up that nectar <sighs> and it levels up your character. That, that no, no, I'm not. <laughs> well, <clears throat> welcome to the first episode of RPG Cast Mature. <laughs> <laughs> I had to open an incognito window to check this out in the YouTube. <laughs> so this game is certainly intended for mature audiences. I'm really torn about whether I like it or not. Because I feel like a lot of this stuff gets in the road of the dungeon crawling. Oh. And then the dungeon crawling itself has some flaws. Mm. So I'm, so I'm this... going to keep playing it. What you're saying is it's not as good as the... Uh, you had the... It wasn't a, the same kind of dungeon crawler. But you had a, no, what was the one you played earlier this year where they were all the uh, um, phallic monsters in it? Um, hang on, I'm like pulling half of Persona. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> Moro, yeah, time? and you know it's funny because I was just thinking that yeah, it was Moero Chronicles Hyper. That's Moe? it. Yeah, Moero Chronicles Moero. Hyper. Yeah, and I mean, like in terms of dungeon crawlers, I would agree. Like overall, I definitely feel like that's a better game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll I'll stick with it um, and and see how far I can get. I I'm over halfway done the game. I I think I'm uh, the progress of the, your game is dictated by how much the garden is recovered, and I think I only have one petal left in the garden to recover at this point. So I'm 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 pretty close to the end of the game. Um, but I decided that I just needed a break from that game, so I downloaded PictoQuest, the Curse Grids. Yay. So this kind of came out of nowhere. In fact, it wasn't even on the eShop report the week that it came out. But um, a friend of mine, Fabian, um, was talking about it on Twitter. And I was like, this looks really good. And so are you, Kelly. So you mm -hmm. talked about this last week, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a, a pictography game. You have a grid. There are numbers on each um, row and column that tell you how many squares have to be filled in versus not filled in. Um, once the grid is completed, it, you realize that it turns into a picture. Um, so this is uh, a, a picto game with RPG elements in it. It's got um, items to use. It's got health. Um, enemies um, have an attack bar that slowly fills up. If you fill up a line before they fill up their attack bar, you reset their attack bar. Um, there's strategy to like when you want to finish your lines because there's a lot of battles that have multiple enemies. And so you have to be juggling each of their individual attacks. Um, you can increase your health. Um, you can get um, special bonuses if you do optional side quests. Um, I got 100% complete on the game last night. It took me about seven hours to do so. Totally enjoyed it. Pick it up. Definitely worth it. Did, does it ever unlock 20 by 20 puzzles or is it yes. all 15s? Oh, oh, cool. Yep, yep, yep. At the end, it, it switches over to 20 by 20. And is it doesn't do that. Mega Pacross, does it? No. Okay. Is there any tit for tat in it? <laughs> no? No. Okay. No buy, then. Not this... that I've heard from the other room. <laughs> no physics, no buy. 
fact, I never heard anything from this game. Did you not like the sound in it? Oh, I did. The music is very cute. Okay. Yeah, I, I played it mostly when you weren't home. Oh, okay. Yeah, you have to hide your pictocross from me, but not the the the, the, the boob game. Uh, um, I'm sorry. Yeah. Can I can I opt out of the boob games in the future and into the pictocross? No. Uh, All right. How do you not want to hear her collecting all the nectar? (laughs) You didn't watch her play this thing. Like you have to. You you remember how you calibrate a Dual Shock Four by moving the two things around? Oh, I totally forgot to talk about that. Right. So you get items in the dungeon that you haven't that are undiscovered and so what you do is you put them between your breasts oh and then you that's um, what you were doing rotate your breasts that was identifying this is the equivalent of cane <laughs> identifying your items so you put them between your breasts and you <laughs> Man, rotate the breasts and you can either do that with the touch screen or with the two joysticks and the item gets longer and longer and longer until sparks shoot out of the top of it and you're done like, well, that's how I identify that's items. Works, I don't right? know about other girls. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't even think of anything to say to this. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we I'm pro- sorry is the correct thing to say <laughs> to this. <laughs> Hold on. My controller's out of batteries. Take <laughs> I, <laughs> I think we should move on to feedback. <laughs> we lose Kelly now we're losing Anna (laughs) (laughs) alright guys um, question of the week last week was um, what font choices in RPGs have annoyed you and so you guys talked about this last week right yeah I feel like I wasn't here last week or something alright last sim on earth writes in and says you know Blade Chronicles X was mentioned as an example of a game with font issues and I don't think anyone could argue otherwise I also remember the issues were especially bad if you tried to play it using the Wii U gamepad where the text was basically illegible it was Sword (laughs) and Fairy 6 also suffered from the too small text issue I had to sit close to the TV just to read the subtitles comfortably during cutscenes. And that doesn't even account for the issues of them being borderline unreadable whenever a scene was brightly lit. Unfortunately, this is a very problem, common problem, and developers keep making this mistake of not accounting for different setups and accessible, accessibility early on. I can understand that it's not an easy thing to fix, but it's important for these issues to be taken care of as it can negatively impact the enjoyment of a game for some people. It's actually right, been. Anna, Sorry, I've go ahead. had a thought like about this. Like, I wondered with Japanese games if it's like a function of both uh, of both people testing the games, you know, like doing it on a computer monitor, but then also like even if people were testing it in Japanese apartments, most Japanese apartments are tiny, so you know you're only like a couple of feet away from your TV. I wonder if that like affects the uh, affects that happening. Hmm. Yeah, I mean. Particularly in a day and age where a lot of stuff is voice acted, I think the emphasis on having approachable text has kind of lowered. And I think that sucks because, like, I want subtitles on all of my games, even when they're totally voiced. Because yeah, me too. it yes. helps me understand what's going on. And I'm not even that hard of hearing. Um, I, 
I'm pretty hard of hearing and I will turn on like subtitles for Netflix just because if I don't, then I have to turn the TV up to like crazy volumes to be able to hear some of the, um, hear some of the dialogue. And it's the only way I can really get through some of it without, you know, driving my husband insane with the loud TV and games are pretty much the same thing. The the only way I've seen around it is when games let you adjust the audio levels individually so that you can turn the voices way up and the background music kind of down a little bit so oh, that it I prefer doesn't that. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. it doesn't drown out, but I still like the subtitles. Gotcha. Um it's it's interesting because I've been kind of having like this ongoing conversation with people that play Rebel Galaxy on or Outlaw this week. Why did I say online? Um, because it's an Yeah. Um And so people are like, well, I can't turn off the subtitles. And it's like, you're right, you can't. Um, and in, in our case, it's because there's information that's actually only given in subtitles. But people are like, how could you have not thought of the idea of turning off subtitles? And it's like, because one of the people who gives feedback about the game plays with subtitles. <laughs> just saying All right um shaman writes in and says aside from the previously mentioned xenoblade x which i tried to review at work on the gamepad before i realized that was a total non-starter i've noticed the switch version of pillars of eternity text completely flaking out and becoming illegible uh i've heard mm. this a couple times wait, wait, i've seen people is the, what is the why is the gamepad a non-starter xenoblade oh, chronicles x had a gamepad game mode yeah. but the text was illegible yeah it was, it was too small if you played it only on the gamepad yes oh yeah, yes yeah. all right yeah i only tried it on the tv so that makes sense then yeah so i've had some people talk about this yeah apparently the pillars of eternity text in handheld mode bad mm. Mm. i was worried about that all right and then matt jumps in hey matt oh hey, matt. hey i'm here <laughs> uh chris is correct it's a bong it's totally a bong <laughs> it was totally a bong that it's a a dapper gentleman (laughs) no that is a bomb all right um and you said there's been some odd ones through the years but i'll say that the tiny text is far more prevalent of an issue i just finished dragon quest builders 2 and as anna and i talked about before that game has size issues seriously all the tooltips have tiny text Mm -hmm. like ridiculously tiny text like they forgot the idea of scaling for handheld so Anna, uh, yes. let, let me let me let me tell you something about Rebel Galaxy Online. Outlaw. Outlaw, whatever it's called. <laughs> it, about your subtitle stuff. Mm-hmm. You don't have a subtitle when your computer detects a missile is incoming, and it's affecting me right now while I'm playing without the sound. So huh. you're missing some important Hang on. subtitle stuff. Hang on. <laughs> Bug report. Open that documents. Now I blew up. Rebel Galaxy Outlaw notes. No subtitle when. Missile alerts go go off. Close document. Thank you. All right. Victor writes in and says, uh, Wild Arms 1 and 2 for the PlayStation had a quote-unquote Why are you dragging that document into the trash now? Font that was difficult to read. <laughs> it didn't help their localization issues at all. Later Wild Arms games, including the re- remake Wild Arms Alter Code F, had much more eye-friendly fonts. 
I've been ha- yay! Someone else playing PictoQuest. I'm I've, I've been having a blast with PictoQuest because I enjoy nonogram puzzle games such as Picross series, which also got two recent releases: Picross S3 and Picross Lord of the Nazarek. Lord of the Nazarek. I got. I have that on my to buy list. I have to buy that. Um, the, the RPG elements of PictoQuest, such as using items or obtaining more health, can be easily ignored. I think they're mostly there so that players unfamiliar with nonograms can get a little extra help if they want it. Honestly, even as someone who's played a crap load of nonograms, five health was amazing. Um, the PictoQuest gameplay adds a little more challenge to traditional nonograms, usually to solve puzzles before a monster knocks the hero out. Some side quests have additional challenges, such as to solve a puzzle without a, t- a time limit or to solve a puzzle while making no mistakes. Those got really hard, by the way, on 20 by 20 grids, because sometimes you imagine. have to make educated guesses. And if you're wrong, you just fail the side quest. So are nanograms Instagrams you send to your grandma? No. No. They're, they're, we can't actually use the term Picross because it's copyrighted. Yeah. It's... um. It's like a picture crossword. I've heard described. It's like a crossword puzzle, but instead of using words, you use little boxes. Huh. I've never heard it described that way. All right. Um, uh, some of PictoQuest puzzles are bigger than the largest nonogram puzzles of the Picross series. Picross caps out at puzzles that are 20 by 15. Um, the PictoQuest story is really cute with the occasional joke, but it's mostly just an excuse plot. Um, PictoQuest isn't a story-driven puzzle game like the Puzzle Quest series. It's a puzzle game with a little bit of story for added flavor. That's true. It's a Picto, it's a Picross game with RPG elements. It's not an RPG with Picross elements. Um, PictoQuest also has a solidly above-average soundtrack, especially for puzzle game standards. It is a must-have for nonogram fans, in my opinion. So Victor basically says everything that I wanted to say, but much nicer. So thank you, Victor. Oh. Mm-hmm. All right, if you, yes, you, you right there, right there, hi. If you want to send in feedback, there's lots of ways to do so. When you can email us, it's podcast at rpgamer.com. Um, you can call or text us at 608-729-4098. Matt from Texas is a voicemail. We'll right play now. it next week. Yeah. Um, we, we do not have a horse. No Henry. No Henry. No Henry the horse. But you can still call or text us as long as it isn't about Henry. Um, you can join um, Daniel, Cavalier, Vaughn, and more every week, um, Saturday, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, at twitch.tv slash rpgamer. And if you follow us, you also get notified when Q&A Quest goes live, because they do live shows, too. Oh. All right, it's time for the news. All right. Um, Biomutant is uh gonna oh, be is that thing finally coming out yep I, f- I even forget who's making that but i've been watching I... it for thq like... nordic no 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 oh. thq nordic is publishing Putting it, it but um experiment 101 yeah. is the developers that's the one you're playing is this I... weird mutant fox thing see i keep getting this one confused with that one that you played last year chris yeah that... that's that's um mutant near zero? zero yeah yeah different thing yeah this one's more of an action third-person shooty. Thing. Yeah, so this is like um, they RPG, say it's kung fu in a post-apocalyptic setting. Wait, what? Yep. Oh. Kung fu. I mean, I guess it helps to know that if oh. you're open past world the kung apocalypse. Fu game. Yeah, yeah, it's a co- open-world kung fu game they call it. Yep. So why do we cover this? 
Um, because we cover kung fu RPGs. But is it an RPG? <laughs> yeah, they literally call it an open world RPG. All right. Um, I so they called it an open world kung fu game. Kung fu RPG. Oh, I don't see the word RPG okay. in, in the trailer. You so. you play as an anthropomorph- anthropomorphic animal that can be customized with special mutations and enhancements. Yeah. So we still don't have a release date, but we have a release oh. year. 2019 for PC, PS4, and Xbox One. And they announced these like whacking huge um, collector's editions. So if you want to throw it out $400, oh. <laughs> here's what you get. A high-detailed diorama. I can't tell what's in this diorama. It's like a, a lion dude and a cat dude, and they're striking each other's swords, and there's lightning coming out of it. Yeah, it's just you fighting one of the enemies that's Kay. in the trailer. Um, the Biomutant game for PC, PS4, Xbox One. It's not a diorama. That's a statue. They call it a diorama. What? They call it a high-detailed diorama. It's right on the okay, thing. Okay, okay. This is the... It- Biomutant, an open-world action RPG. This is right on their little sheet that they've made and sent to us. Fine! Okay. Biomutant game for PC, PS4, Xbox One, steel case, a t-shirt that is large slash extra large. So if you're bigger or smaller than that, too bad, you screwed. You can get a large mouse pad, though. It's an oversized mouse pad. (laughs) Can I wear it with my instead of the t-shirt? Um, no. Oh, okay. It's not that big. A fabric artwork. A1 artwork on fabric. Oh, so it's like a cloth map, but without the map? Yeah. It's just cloth with the picture. A1 is a European format. That means they printed the page sideways, and it's a little bit longer. It's Mm -hmm. way longer. Yeah. Um, A soundtrack CD and a box. It's a box. It's a big box. It's a giant box. It's a premium box. All right. So $400 too much for you guys? Yes. All right. Yes. yes. We're, we're going to take it much. down a step. How about $110? Still too much. Wow. Sorry. $120 if you want the piece, if you want the console version. Biomutant for PC, PS4, Xbox One. A protagonist figurine. So you get the little um, cat dude. Yeah. In, in a little figurine. The fabric A1 sized artwork, a soundtrack CD, and a box. It's more of a fox than a cat, but all right. It's, it's, a, it's a thing. And you get to mutate your guy anyway, so he won't look like that by the time you're done. Yep. So, to me, it looks more like a raccoon. All right. It, it's all right. A, it might be a red panda sort of It's thing. a thing. It's got ears. It's got ears. It's got whiskers. It's got, it's got a patch. <laughs> got an eye patch. Got an eye patch and with and ears. It's real right. descriptive. So, if you want to spend a lot of money, no thanks. You can sponsor the podcast. No, yeah, you can go buy, buy a <laughs> That's what I want. Let's do. All that. right, um, Doraemon Story of Seasons has a release date. Um, so this is coming out to North America and Europe on October 11th. Um, and is coming for Switch and PC. Now, the one thing that they haven't announced is whether this is going to be physical. I can't find a physical version of this anywhere. Well, Anna, it's a niche of a niche. Uh-huh. I mean, what are you, it's kind of crazy this is coming out in English anyway. Quas Story of Seasons had a physical. That's true. Yeah, yeah, but, but that was are, are, are you age. expanding it by adding Doraemon, or are you actually narrowing the the audience by adding Doraemon? That is an excellent question, and I I, I want this knows. I want this game to be good, but the problem is is Popolagua Story of Seasons was not enough of either of them, and it made the game mediocre. 
So I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, I really want this to be good because I think it would be really interesting, but I'm scared to buy it before I see reviews. Yeah. I don't think anyone except for me on the site played Popolaqua Story of Season. Did you so. even play it, Anna? Popolaqua? Yeah. I finished it. Oh. I couldn't review what's it because it's a conflict play? of interest. Yeah. What's the one you didn't play? I haven't played um, 3OT yet. Trio Towns? Oh. I thought there was a Popolaqua game on Vita you didn't play. No, no. It was PSP and I did play it. Okay. Sorry. Now I've just derailed us for no reason whatsoever. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> um, System Shock 2. So, oh, they're um, still doing that. Yeah, this came yeah. out of, like nowhere. So they, no, they... it's not nowhere. It's just the finally time for some info. <laughs> yeah, so they announced the System Shock Enhanced Edition, the first one. That came out in 2015. And then they went kind of completely quiet. And then they're like, surprise, System Shock 2 Enhanced Edition is coming out. Well, aren't they working on a new one? They are. Yeah, these were supposed to fund the work on the new one, right? Yeah. Well, no, this is now like... um, So System Shock 3 isn't being made by the same studio that's doing the enhanced editions. Or at least not anymore. Yeah. So um, Night Dive is working on System Shock 2 Enhanced Edition. They're working on System Shock 1 Remake. And then Other Side is developing System Shock 3. Not to be in any way confusing. No. It's, no, it's confusing. Yeah. Um, all right. The Dark Eye Book of Heroes has been announced. The Dark Eye series um, is a pen and paper RPG that originated in Germany. And apparently it's crazy popular in Europe. I'm really big in Europe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Chris. Are you playing the role of David Hasselhoff That's today? Right. So, uh, yeah, so Wild River Games and Random Potion are getting together to make this game. Um, so it will be a top-down RPG with, um, with for up to four players to explore the world of Adventuria together. Adventuria? Yes. Really? That's yes. the name? Adventuria. <laughs> um, so, and they are um, working with um, Ulysses Spiel, who I guess is the, is like the rights holder of Dark Eye. Whatever Dark Eye is. It's a it's a it's pen, pen and paper, paper series. Yeah, I know I heard you. You, like, no. you already told us, Chris. It. It's the David Hasselhoff it's of RPGs. It's big in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> um so we have European listeners, so hey guys, maybe that should be our question of the week. Have you, you heard of the Dark of Eye? Stuff? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna add that to the sheet right now. Question of the week. So hey. Have so you hey heard of <laughs> you heard the that dark guy in Europe? <laughs> Tabletop system. <laughs> All right. You heard of me in Europe? So hey. Oh, yeah. All right. Um. So carrying on. Um. A new aerial combat RPG has been announced. Oh boy. Is it like the Kung Fu RPG or is this a different one now? No, so this is <laughs> this is an ocean world fantasy aerial combat RPG. What is that? That's mean? a lot of words and I don't know what they all Are mean. Are you flying together. planes or something else? The Falconeer puts players in the role of an airborne warrior who fights using ranged weapons above the Great Earth Sea. The Falconeer. So this is a, yep. a sequel to Falcon Age or no? No. Oh, darn. Um, so they plan on releasing this in 2020. It's going to be at Gamescom. So maybe we'll hear more about it after that. 
Yeah, the trailer is interesting looking, but yeah, it tells you really nothing about the game. At least it's certainly different. The interesting thing <laughs> is, is I actually played a game that is literally this concept at um, PAX a couple of years ago through Maybe DigiPen. It is this game. <laughs> no, 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 because it was it was DigiPen. And I think they actually have a contract not to make their student games into full games after they graduate because DigiPen hangs on, hangs on to the smaller games. Okay. Anyways. Um, all right. New um, Pokemon Sword and Shield details. Ooh, so, ooh, hey, more bongs? More the, bongs? The Pokemon World Championship is this weekend. Oh. Yeah, yeah it's here in D.C. You should go there. Um, it's sold out. So they it's sold out? Yeah, it's sold wow. out. There are no tickets. Can you go they always sell at out. the convention center? But, but there's no. been like, uh, shots of Pikachu, Pikachu at Pikachu? all the different uh, monuments and stuff this yeah. week. Oh, they brought <laughs> all the Pikachu <laughs> costumes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you making Marianne uncomfortable, Peter? Maybe. Everything makes Marianne uncomfortable. She was okay, abused. Okay, that's true. I don't want to no, make her not uncomfortable. Really. She's my favorite. She wasn't a Everybody in that game was abused as a child. No, Pretty much. Really. <laughs> You're going to get Hilda on your team now. Well, he's... What, really? Yep. Sorry. We're... Peter is being kind enough to broadcast his Fire Emblem Three Houses to the Skype call that we do our podcast <laughs> we on. We forgot to have him stream it to Mixer at the same time. <laughs> Whoopsie! All right. Um, so, right back to Pokemon. Um, yes, they, they have officially confirmed um, that the Pokemon Sword and Shield will be the games used in the competitive 2020 season. Okay. Which means it'll be out before then. It's out in November. Yeah, but I don't have it. <laughs> Not yet. Yeah, that's all that matters. Um, and then yet. they discuss some of the online play options. Um, you can do both ranked and casual battles with both single and double Pokemon formats, as well as official and friendly competitions. Um, they have already confirmed that certain legendary and mythical Pokemon will not be permitted for ranked battles, even though they can be used in casual battles. Casuals. Yep. Um, you can also, for... Um, friendly competitions, rent Pokemon to use in a battle team. Yeah, of course. Uh, Which is kind of neat. Isn't that normal, though? I I don't know, because I don't play online, so I, this is all, like, interesting information to me. always able to do, like, the level 50 rented for some things. Okay. And, yeah, they're never good. Right. Um, they also showed off new um, battle tactics. Battle um, tactics ogre? No. Because like um, some of the some of the regional variants that they've introduced have totally different abilities from their original Pokemon, so they showed. Well, um, one is smoking weed, so yeah, you'd think yeah. you'd need some new skills. <laughs> so like the Galarian Weezing is probably going to be super OP Galarian for uh, when it more like it when it first comes out because it actually cancels all the other Pokemon's abilities. <laughs> okay. What is its uh, ability called? Just stoned? No. I don't know, man. I was um, going to do something, but I don't remember what it is. Neutralizing anymore. gas. Yeah. All right. Sure. He All uses right. that right after smoke screen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Neutralizing gas. Uh -huh. Oh, I should have put these stories together. We have another overpriced collector's edition. Woo! Oh, no. I'm wrong. This isn't overpriced. It's normal price? Yeah. So, <laughs> stranded sales. 
Okay. Is going to get a physical edition. It's called the Signature Edition. Remind me what Stranded Sales is. Um. Yeah. Looks like a survival game. Oh boy. Do you get washed up on an island? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. get you 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 oh, crash your okay. ship. You wash up in an Just archipelago, and you have to like make a farm and look for treasures and figure out why the archipelago has all of these crazy secrets. Um, so this game is coming to PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. The Signature Edition is Signature Edition Games. So here's what you get if you buy the physical copy. Um, it is 35 euro. It includes a region-free copy of the game or for PS4 or Switch, an art card, a numbered certificate, an art book, um, enamel pins of uh, the parrot, Fritz, and an anchor. Is the is Fritz the name of the parrot? That's no, Fritz character. is the name of the main character. What's the name of the parrot? It it's just parrot. Polly. It's a parrot, Chris. <laughs> I want the parrot to have a name. No, wait, Fritz isn't the main character. How much is this collector's edition? They couldn't even name the damn parrot. Thirty-five euros. Oh, that's not so bad. All right. uh, what is Fritz? Fritz is like your little companion thing, right? I don't know. We I don't even know what this game game is. Okay, um, you get a treasure map, and if you pre-order. It, you'll have a limited edition coin in your case. If you buy the the physical game after the game comes out, which we don't have a release date for, um, you won't get the coin. All right. Um, we have a Kickstarter check-in. Kickstarter check. Yes. Beloved Rapture, a fantasy RPG inspired by classic SNES titles. The game features pixel art graphics with a 16-bit inspired soundtrack, expired soundtrack, and turn-based combat. Expired soundtrack? Expired? No. (laughs) It's already done. It's already done. Not even out. Uh, Beloved Rapture is being developed for PC and Linux with other platforms under consideration based on the campaign. They're they're looking for $12,500 by September 13th. If you pledge at least $9, you will get a digital copy of the PC Linux game. They want to launch in the second half of 2020. Right now, they have 4,000 out of their 12,500 goal. So if you want to get in on the bottom floor, yeah, it's nine bucks, which gets you a digital Steam key. Oh, they shouldn't have said Steam key. Why? <laughs> oh, yeah, if they, if they change. Store? Say what? What happens if they go Epic Game Store? Uh, uh, oh. Armageddon. Yeah. I mean, they could just keep their promise to backers. Daniel points out this is a Kickstarter game, so it's going to come out five years after they say it will. So <laughs> they'll be totally new PC game stores by then. So That's it true. Won't All right. If you really want to throw down for this game, it's cheap. It's $249 to pledge the Grand Commandant tier. What do you get? A tier for those awesome fans who want a hand in designing actual game content. Ooh, what do I do? Uh, all right. Includes all previous awards, including... Do I get to get my cat in there, like with uh, with Bloodstained? Includes all previous awards, including one monster and one NPC creation specified by the player. At this tier, you will also have a hand in beta testing. Receive the game six weeks prior to its release date. You can help us identify game bugs, test battles and dungeons, make suggestions on dialogue, and offer valuable creative input. Additionally... You will receive two physical posters, 11 by 17, mailed to your address. These prints can be chosen from all of the game's artwork. Can I get a Why are gamers color? paying to do QA for developers? I That's a good I, It never made sense to me. 
Yeah, I've never really understood the backer tier, the the backer beta and alpha tiers. The, that, but this I is also the financial work in dynamics games. of the game industry. Is like QA. <laughs> you have to pay for the right to do QA. That's I mean, how I little money you I make do in the QA game as a as a day job. So just let me have the game when it's actually done, please. You get, you get underpaid massively too. All right. So just to recap, you get a Steam key of the beloved rapture you get an extra you get a second steam key for beloved rapture you get a hq digital soundtrack album you get a set of hd wallpaper uh hd backer exclusive wallpapers the kickstart exclusive pdf art book that you'll be able to find absolutely everywhere it's not going to be exclusive um <laughs> contribute your own dialogue for one of the game's many npcs our pixel artist creates a custom monster graphic for you a special thank you tag on our website and in game your name in the game's credits and early beta access to beloved ratcher and all future games all right, you already All said this already, but I have to ask, mm -hmm. what is Beloved Rapture about? It's a Kickstarter 16-bit old-school RPG. Okay, that doesn't explain anything about nope. what it's about. Is that all they're saying? The battles mm -hmm. look kind of chrono-triggery. I was reading through this. It looks pretty. It looks very pretty. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the battles take place right on the world map or wherever you're walking around. They said inspired by Chrono Trigger. All right. I'm just wondering why the title was that. Oh, well, who knows? I have no idea. We got some more reviews this week. Woo! Reviews. Review me. Um. So our man in Japan reviewed yeah. Dragon Quest: Your Story, the movie. Our man in mm. Japan is Michael Baker, right? Yeah, Gaijin Monogatari. Mm-hmm. What do you say? Um, you should read the review and find out. It was out. a good video game movie, actually. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's exactly the quote from that one. I read that review, and by the end of it, he's like, they did a good job. And it's as a, they packed a lot into a couple hours, or an hour and a half, or whatever it was. And It hangs together as well as it does, despite being one long stream of theoretically connected yeah. scenes, exposition, and massive fight sequences. Go watch that. Read that review. It's like... The, the word good does not appear in that review. Hey, now... <laughs> Uh, I, that sounds like a fair translation to that. I mean, yes. how many good are, good movies have we gotten out of games? It sounds mm. like four and a half out of five to me. I mean, remember, the highest rated um, movie game on Rotten Tomatoes is that um, Rampage. I thought mm -hmm. it was Angry Birds. No, no. No. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Not even close. That, that movie is supposed to be terrible. Isn't it? Rampage or Angry Birds? Angry Birds. How could you make a good movie about Angry Birds? Rampage is actually pretty they're, good. They're Rampage! Doing a we liked Rampage! That was a fun movie! <laughs> Look, there is nothing more entertaining than a gorilla flipping you the bird. <laughs> Alright, what's a better video game movie, Anna? Rampage or Detective Pikachu? <gasps> Don't Detective make Pikachu. me choose! I'm making you choose! I'm making you choose! <sighs> Rampage. Oh, wow. You're off the show. All right. Bye. Um, we got a review from Ulta Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order. It's Wait, good. Wait, the game itself sent a review in? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Started. <laughs> got it. Okay. Ryan wrote it. Cool. Ryan mm. Reynolds from Detective Pikachu? No, Ryan wow. Radcliffe, our staff. I'm oh. going to throw something at you. It's going to be a It was Ryan movie. Reynolds. He I was Deadpool. I was excited. <laughs> Deadpool you know it. Detective Pikachu awesome. is way higher than Rampage. We were way off on that. Yeah. 
Um, Angry Birds 2 is at 75% on Rotten Tomatoes. What? Oh, well, that's higher than Detective Pikachu. It's sitting at 67. Yeah. We, you were right. Huh. Is, wait, is Angry Birds 2 out? Yeah, it came uh, out Friday. Ugh. Or, yeah. Like yesterday, Friday? Yeah. Huh. Oh. Okay. All right. It's got now time let's to go compare down. Angry Birds to the Minions movies. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> we are not a movie podcast. We are a video game podcast. We are carrying on. I uh, gave it three and a half out of five. So figure what? out Marvel Ultimate. Oh, I'm like, I totally forgot what game we were talking about. <laughs> hey, Chris. Remember this morning? Yeah, I do. But okay. also, I know how people are at home, and you do need to restate it after that big of an aside. Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, the Black <laughs> Order. All right, carrying on. We okay. have a review for... Uh, no, we don't have a review. We have an impression. For Omega Life Labyrinth? <laughs> no, Attack on Titan 2 Final Battle. Yeah, same thing. They both got boobs. Um, <laughs> What? Attack on Titan, that's the big naked creatures attacking things. Yes. And like the main character turns into one, two or something. I don't know. Uh, it's a weird series. It, it's an anime game, which it's means as good anime. as it is, it's still kind of bad. It's an an, which also means there's boobs involved because it's an anime game. No, there really isn't. Yeah. <gasps> is. You right. had one job, game. <laughs> you had one job, anime. Why didn't you do it right? Right. We got briefs. Ember Light is out now. Ember Light? Ember Light. Is that a Diablo clone? Uh, yes. Yes! I got it right. <laughs> I knew I recognized that. So this is about Torchlight? Ember Light puts players in the roles of a knight of the Ember Order, completing quests given to them by the Grandmaster. Players absorb and learn abilities used by enemies. However, each ability they learn corrupts the character's soul, turning them towards evil. Wait, this sounds more like a Dark Souls game. Runs in the game are designed to last about 60 minutes and once the quest is completed, the most corrupt party member turns on their allies and becomes the boss for future runs. It is Diablo. That's not Diablo. Yes, at the end of the game, smoosh. Yeah, but like, this is a multiplayer game, it sounds like. Uh, You can play a multiplayer. This is more like, uh, what's it called? Uh, Cavern. No. Mm. Nope, can't remember. Doesn't matter. I know what you're talking about, but yeah. I can't remember the name either. Yeah. All right, it's 15 bucks. Steam's Discord it to you. All right. Vambrace Cold Soul. All right. That sounds like a Care Bears villain. Yeah, no, it's a fantasy roguelike. <laughs> okay. It, it already came out on PC. Yeah, it came out on PC and Mac earlier this year. Um, now they have announced it will be available for Xbox One on August 28th, PlayStation 4, and Nintendo Switch on August 29th for 25 bucks. So if you are interested in another strategy fantasy roguelike game. Strategy fantasy roguelike. Yep. I don't know what that means. Look, developers have just decided that they're going to barf out a bunch of words and hope that it makes sense. So it's Darkest Dungeon is what that is? They're hoping one of those catches your attention. Yep. If you like any of these genres, check us out. If you would just like any of these words, check us out. (laughs) Just buy our game, please. We didn't even put it on the Epic Game Store. You can buy it. Please just buy it. Just buy it. It's on Humble. You like Humble, right? All right. So limited run games. Um, So put out two games yesterday. I don't think this story is still relevant. Okay. 
As usual, you're too late. Oh, they're already Sorry. out. Oh, they're already gone? Oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's limited run games. Yeah. Well, sometimes they do open pre-orders and sometimes they do one-shots. Yeah. If it's PS4, it's a one-shot. If it's a Switch, it's usually open orders. Speaking of open orders, Ravy City Girls is having their pres- uh, physical pre-orders um, opening on August 30th through the limited run games. So this is a brawler RPG spinoff to the Kunio Kun series starring... Um, the two main characters' girlfriends. So instead of the girlfriends getting kidnapped, the main characters are kidnapped. Yeah. Now the girls have to rescue them. Yep. So you play as Misako and Ryoko, um, and they they rescue Kunio and Riki. Is this made by... Who's this made by? Uh, Way Forward. Way Forward? Yes. Cool. So it's coming out um, PC, PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, digitally September 5th, um, and then the physical run um, will pre-order from August 30th to September 30th and then put out the game. Yep. All right. That is all the news. Two games. So, um, kind of a mix of things already out and things coming out. Um, Grandia HD collection. Oh, that's what I forgot to talk about. Yes. Oh, what the heck's going on with the HD collection? All right. I've heard things, Anna. So, here's the deal. Um, Grandia was only ever localized into English. And so it was a big deal. Everybody got excited because, um, Gung Ho announced that they were translating figs, which is French, Italian, German, Spanish. The problem is, is it's pretty clear that no one actually QA'd those versions because... Well, because they didn't kickstart at the high enough level, did they? <laughs> <laughs> no one bought that tier, huh? No one, bought that tier. <laughs> no one paid to... Got it. Um, and so, um, in particular, pe- people have been posting screenshots to all four of the language ones. But the ones that I, the one that I saw first, and I think is the most hilarious, is um, when you miss in combat, it shouts out "miss" with an exclamation mark. Well, they translated that into German, and now it says "Fräulein." That's the wrong kind of miss. And so, I just I feel really bad for whoever translated this because I've done that exact thing. So it's the equivalent of shouting single lady. (laughs) (laughs) Just need Beyonce to show up. Oh, the single ladies. (laughs) So, um, and, and the, the thing that I, I know I've talked about this before, but I think the thing that most people don't realize is when you're translating a video game, you basically get a spreadsheet. It's an Excel spreadsheet and it has words in the cells and there's no context to them. So you just have to translate what's in the cell. And then you catch mistakes like that when the game is QA'd. So I, I can't blame the translator on this one. This is entirely on gung-ho for not properly QAing. Because yeah. it's not like missing in combat is a rare beast in Grandia. All right. And so, yeah, I was actually talking to uh, Michael Baker on Twitter because he was talking about this. And I think, Platy, you were part of that conversation, too. Yeah. Um, Because here was the problem is a couple of months ago, I was translating a game and the 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 word in the cell was fish. And so I translated it. poisson Because that is a fish in French. And then as soon as I saw it in context in the game, I realized it was not the noun fish. It was the activity fish, which is a pêche. <laughs> Two different things. <laughs> but yeah, I read it in the game and I'm like, oh my God, I totally missed it. 
<laughs> but I had no context. It was a single cell. It said fish. So yeah, if you're ever wondering how really bizarre translation errors like that happen, it's because it's a spreadsheet and there's really no context. All right. So Grandia HD Collection with Grandia 1 and 2 is available now. If you want to play it in anything other than English, I would say maybe wait a little bit. <laughs> See if they fix it. Um, Oninaki, which is like a the Tokyo RPG action RPG. Oh, I thought it was food. I got hungry. No, that's time. coming out this week. Uh, I want to eat some Oninaki. No, that's Onigiri. Oh, I want to eat that too. All right. Um, and then Devious Dungeons 2 came out on Switch earlier this year. That like doesn't sound May. tasty. Um, and now they're going to have a demo this week. So if you're thinking of trying out that game, you, you will have the opportunity to. Yeah. Those are all Switch games, Chris. None of them are going to be tasty. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. Can confirm <laughs> Fire Emblem's still not tasty. <laughs> so they're still making the games untasty. Yeah. yeah. What's going on, Anna? That, that's it. What? That, that's kind of the end of the show. That's the show? Yep. Thanks, everybody, yep. for watching. You can catch us live every week at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, over at twitch.tv slash rpgamer. You can send in feedback to answer our question of... What was our question? So, hey, uh, have you heard of the Dark Table, Dark Eye Tabletop System? That's our question? Yeah. The answer going to be no. <laughs> Basically, you're not going to have answers. That's yeah, we won't be. have answers. Good job, Anna. All right, well, next have you heard of the Dark Eye Tabletop really RPG? And everyone is just going to write in and say, well, it's big in Europe. And then they'll, they'll <laughs> share their own thoughts afterwards. So I'm if you want to send that one up, if you want to send those in, it's uh, podcast at rpgamer.com. You can tweet it at us at twitter.com slash rpgamer. Send it in the show thread right on the site. So just go to rpgamer.com, find the show thread, and uh, you know just post it in there. Or uh, you can send us a voicemail, 608-729-4098. We'll be waiting for it there. Everybody, thanks for being on. Um, I have to even look up. We have so many people on this week. I have to look up who's on. We got Peter, we got Kelly, we got Anna, we've got me, I'm Chris, we got Josh, we got Matt, we have, oh, is that it? That's it? And we have you, dear listener. Thanks for being here and listening. I'm so sorry. Eh, they'll forgive us, they always do. Title for the show is Tit for Tat, right? It has to be. We're leaving them with good memories. That, oh, gosh. Uh, Thanks, everybody! I we'll get see it. Next week. <laughs> Bye bye. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye. Bye. I'm taking a shower. <laughs> <laughs>